Texans have been amending our state constitution since 1876, and this year we're being asked to vote on issues as wide-ranging as tax exemptions, funding the state water plan, and judicial discipline. For this report, I interviewed three of your elected representatives and a political science professor from the University of Texas of the Permian Basin to tell us how legislative process in Texas works. District 31, Texas State Senator Kel Seliger explains the legislative process this way. A bill becomes a law, first of all, it, it starts as an idea, but not just on the part of legislators. Members of the public, superintendents, police chiefs, just citizens call us and say, can we do this, this, and this? And if we can, if it's a good idea, then uh, we write it up. Uh, it has to pass one house and then the next, and the two have to get together and resolve their differences in a bill. And if both houses pass it, it goes to the governor to either pass or uh, be vetoed. Carol Ann Trout, professor of public leadership and faculty associate for John Ben Shepherd Public Leadership Institute at UTPB, tells us some basics behind the amendment process. Texas uh, really goes a lot further in terms of they have, oh gosh, 474 or so amendments. Uh, and that is the problem because uh, a lot of things that could have been handled by laws are stuck into the Texas Constitution. And so whenever something changes or an opinion changes, then we have to go through a constitutional amendment process. District 82, Texas House Representative and former Speaker of the House, Tom Craddock, explains the legislative process this way. A bill becomes a law by the legislature passing it, and someone comes up with an idea, and they have a bill drafted and introduced, and then it's introduced by a legislator in the House and the Senate, and that has to then become, let's just take it, passes the House first, and it goes to, you introduce it, it goes to committee, has a hearing. If it gets it gets out of the committee, then it goes to the calendars committee. It's set for a for floor debate, and if it passes the House, it goes to the Senate, goes to a committee, goes onto their calendar, same thing passes. If one word's changed between the House version and the Senate version, then it has to go back to the House, and the House can either concur on that change or they can go to a conference committee. And once the bill passes both the House and the Senate, it goes to the governor, and the governor signs it. District 81, Texas House Representative Tryon Lewis wants voters to remember Texas system, we have a constitution uh, which covers a lot of area. It's not like the federal constitution where it's a short document that, which can be, which grants large powers, wide powers, and can be interpreted by the courts. Our constitution is meant to cover lots of areas and restrict powers. And so every time we want to create a new commission or create a new taxing authority, then that must go to the voters. And so often voters will wonder, well, why, why am I voting on a creation of a hospital district in McAllen, Texas or something? But it's, it's because our Constitution is uh, meant for things to be uh, submitted to the voters. In part two of this series, we will look at Proposition 1, Ad Valorem Tax Exemptions for Spouses of Veterans Killed in Action. For KXWT and the great state of Texas, I'm Lana Straub.